Ask the Podcast Coach for October 9th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. Uh, there it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. I went Harry Carey there for a minute. Hey, it's Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live by me. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and uh, joining me in about 20 minutes <laughs> will be the one and only Jim Cullison from the average Jim is uh, had some things going on this morning he's like I'll be there around 11 Eastern so if you're wondering hey where where's that guy the gym guy he will be here shortly uh, you can jump in if you'd like. We are here at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Feel free to tweet that out. And um, if you have a question, you can ask it there in the chat room. You can also go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And that will uh, jump you right here into the video. But uh, before we do that, uh, we need to, of course, uh, have the coffee pour, even though there's nobody here drinking coffee. I do have uh, some McDonald's Coke. Uh, we could do that, I guess. And uh, we uh, that coffee pour, this one, there we go, is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need a logo, if you need artwork, if you need a website, if you need a PDF, if you need anything to look good, like the School of Podcasting logo right behind me or the Ask the Podcast Coach logo down there, uh, go over to podcastbranding.co and talk to my buddy Mark. If you didn't hear last week's episode, man, we got a lot of good feedback on that. Mark came on and just answered a bunch of questions. He's a podcaster, which is great. He's an award-winning graphic artist, and he can definitely make you look professional. Remember, they see you before they hear you. And I was talking with somebody, and I'm in the process of uh, using Teachable to uh, redo my school of podcasting. And I was trying to pick some different colors. And one of the cool things you can have Mark do is come up with a color palette so that no matter where you're at, everything is going to look good. So whatever you need uh, to make yourself look great, go over to podcastbranding.co and tell Mark that Jim and Dave sent you. I don't, I, can I sip through the straw? <laughs> Sponsoring Jim's mug that's not here is our buddy Dan over at uh, Based on a True Story podcast. If you've ever watched a movie and you're like, hey, it says Based on a True Story, but that has an alien in it. You're like, wait, hold on a second. Uh, then by all means, go over and check out Based on a True Story podcast. You can see right there on the front page. He's got the Titanic. He's got things here on the Pacific, Defiance, um, all sorts of fun stuff here. J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover, such an interesting dude. So, and uh, if you need some manscaping, apparently at the bottom, he can help you <laughs> with that on his website. So uh, thanks for joining me. Like I said, if you're just tuning in, you're like, hey, where is Jim? By all means, uh, he will be here in about 20 minutes. Um, so that's what's going on. Have I used the Zoom H1N 
with the advanced features. I have not. I have a Zoom H1. It's about the size of a Snickers, and I have not even looked at the H1N um, because, to me, nothing is going to top the Zoom PodTrack P4 for a little over 200 bucks. I, I can't really see anything going, yeah, that one's 80. And I'm like, yeah, but this one will do, this one will almost do your laundry. So that's, uh, that's why it's going on. So um, keep that in mind. Is that Hoover, the inventor of the vacuum cleaner? No, it is not. That was uh, J. Edgar Hoover was, I believe, the head of the CIA or the FBI. He was a naughty man, basically. And um, and we're going to do what I'm now calling the Ask the Podcast Coach Hot Seat. And if you have a website or something you want me to look at, I'll be more than happy to do that since we have no questions in the chat room. Uh, was the FBI chief, I knew, I knew Fred would know, for nearly 50 years. Yeah. And so this guy asked on Facebook today. He said, hey – I have been, you know, uh, doing this podcast. I think he said he's up to about 14 episodes and he's just not, no, that was 14 downloads was the most downloads he's had per episode. And I forget exactly how many downloads or how many episodes he said he had. And since he asked for feedback, I don't feel bad going, Hey, there's a lot of low hanging fruit. And this is the problem. This is where I think, uh, again, I don't know why, well, I know why. It's hard to spend hours on something and go, here, sir, will you please beat the snot out of this? Uh, nobody seems to like that. And it's learngrowgive.com. So right there, I'm not entirely sure what – I know it's about probably improvement and things like that, but learn, grow, give. So I, I came over to podcast. And clicked on it. Because let's think about this for a second. What do you want people to go? What do you want them to do when you go to their website? So first things first, when you go there, hopefully within 10 seconds, if not five, you want them to know what your website is about. And so that's one thing. Then you want them to hopefully either contact you, listen to your podcast, or subscribe to the podcast. Now, granted, if this is for a business, you want them to buy something or sign up for a newsletter, things like that. But podcasting-wise, you want them to either listen easily, subscribe or follow, take your take your verb on that, and then maybe contact you to say, hey, that episode was really, really good. So when I come over to podcasts on his website, first of all, notice he says here, uh, the Learn, Grow, Give podcast library Thanks for stopping by, blah, blah, blah. So can I listen here on this page? Mm, not without scrolling down. Here's a fun one. Um, finding fitness, or I'm sorry, finding happiness and fulfillment. That's the featured episode, and yet there's no links here to his featured episode. And so I go, huh. When I look at this, first of all, uh, I'll ask the chat room here, what's the one thing that makes people click? I'll, I'll give you some time. I realize there's probably a seven-second delay on this. What makes people click on your show? When I'm looking at a page like this, what's going to make me click? Because what I'm looking at for the people listening on the audio right now is he has one, two, three, four, five, ten players in front of me. That's it. Gary, tell him what he's won. Gary wins. It's a cheese straightener. Gary, Congratulations. Yeah, so he's got uh, 10 players in front of me, of which the one title is how to re 
The other one is can the past diff? Uh, another one is it's not what th- another one is it's not what th- maybe part two of that. Uh, put instant grat the desire to b- the blunt g- how to t- you get the idea. Episode titles are huge and we can't see any of them. And if I click on these, can I subscribe? Oh, I get show notes that I can read in a one inch box. That's convenient. So, uh, you know, now do these play? Sure, these play. But the title, I don't know where I'm going. So I would I would take these 10 episodes and make a blog post for each one and put that player there with subscribe buttons. I will say this till I die. It's all about subscribers and followers. Take your pick. So when we scroll down here, maybe I'm thinking there's more. Now I go down here. Now I'm kind of confused because I'm like – what, is this a blog post? Is it a? It's on the podcast title, so I'm thinking this must be the podcast. So it says, "Why do we need heroes?" Okay, uh, seven best practices for an effective virtual learning environment. Let's do that one. It's got a number in it, so that you know it must be good. So I click on this, and I've never seen this by the way. We're doing this live. Okay, nice graphic at the top. Uh, any way to subscribe or play? That's what I'm looking for here. I want to subscribe or I want to play. And I scroll down, and he's got decent show notes here. He's got some Google food, uh, distance learning best practices, no player. Really confused why there's no player on a thing that I just clicked on that is a podcast. So this is a blog post. And I've seen people do this, and I do not know why. They will have their show notes in one area and the player in the other. No, because what you want to do is put your player here so that if somebody's listening on their website and they click play, they will stay there. Now, what happens in that case with Google is Google goes, hmm, I noticed that every time we put this particular website up and people go to it, they stay there for a while. That must be really good content. And so... Yeah, whatever it is, there's no player. Again, we want people to click play. We want them to follow. And I can't do either here. So I I started off confused coming to this page because there were just a bunch of players. But I don't see anywhere on here how to subscribe to this show. So that's the my big thing for uh, whoever this guy was on Facebook. I, I would be, number one, under podcast, make another submenu that says subscribe slash follow. And uh, no, see, I will never understand this. A pod love subscribe button. Just just put the buttons on. Go, go to uh, subscribe and follow. That's Daniel's plugin if you're using WordPress. I, I do not understand sending people to another website where they can subscribe when you can just put the subscribe buttons on your website and send people to your website. And those links boost your Google juice, not pod love's website, not Linktree's website, it boosts your website. I do not understand that. That is a pet peeve of mine when people make link stuff on another platform. I know it's easy. It's really not that hard on your website. So that would be, uh, let's go to the about page just for fun. Uh, Because if you don't know this, the about page is probably the second highest uh, page that will uh, bring people to this. So this is where um, we have to figure out, is this a podcast with a business or a business with a podcast? And so um, driving passion, achieving goals, and changing lives, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Is this about what? So this particular – oh, I'm not sharing my screen. No, I am sharing my screen. So if we look at this, does this help a little bit maybe? Eh, not so much. 
it's about him, but I would have made that the the top thing here, like about so-and-so, because this is all about him. And there's nothing here about the podcast. And I would be tempted to put about the podcast. The Learn, Grow, Give podcast is about such and such and such and such, where we blah, blah, blah. Um, so that would be what I would do here on this particular website. So, uh, so that would be my advice for somebody who's just starting out. And I think to me, again, these, these look okay. I just, for me would be, um, this is where I think, and it doesn't have to be me, but get somebody who you are not related to, who is, you know, not your best friend that you grew up with or whatever to get some feedback. Because when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, this seems to be a person who is way too close to the trees to um, kind of get a, a objective view of your own stuff. It's hard to do. It really is. So uh, the other thing I wanted to ask somebody to test for me, if you're on Facebook, see if you can copy something from Facebook and paste it into something else because that's what I do every Saturday morning. I use Trello uh, just because why not? to keep all my ideas about what we might talk about on the show. And I go to Facebook and I get questions and I copy them and I paste them into Trello. And this morning, Facebook would not let me copy anything from Facebook. Now, if you miss the week, Facebook had a fun week. They were down for six hours, which is why I will be moving to circle.so in the future. Uh, and I don't have to worry. I heard another pod- – last night I was on the Podcasters Roundtable. Ray Ortega, not a big fan of Facebook. Everybody I run into is like, oh, not a big fan of Facebook. And if you watched the whistleblower on 60 Minutes, there was a woman from Facebook that worked there, smuggled thousands of documents out, and uh, basically – she said that Facebook likes to stir the pot. Now, this is not a revelation of anybody. Um, Facebook likes to get – because it turns out people will will be drawn to, like moth to a flame, things that make them mad because you want to go – which is when you think about it. I, I made a post this week uh, because people were um, – glad came out after Dave Chappelle saying he was homophobic. And if you watch the last 10 minutes of Dave Chappelle's latest special on Netflix, I highly recommend it, by the way. The last 10 minutes were amazing, like holy shnikes, amazing. And he kind of said, I'm going to get attacked for this. And uh, he did. And I just thought it was funny that he's like, watch, this is what's going to happen. And that's why he also kind of said um, he thinks that's going to be his last special for a while because he he just he was like, I'm going to put this out there and watch them attack me. And they did. And, yeah, Gary says Facebook likes to make money by stirring the pot. And they do. And that's basically what this whistleblower said. And so I keep telling people, find somebody you don't agree with and have a conversation because my guess is uh, you, you're probably missing some information here. Um so I, I went out to Facebook, and what I ended up having to do was take a screenshot of a question so I could read it here. Um, but this kind of ties into getting attacked in Facebook and things like that. And this is from uh, Valeska, and she said, I made a post earlier. We talked about it, I think it was last week, saying that the only thing I didn't like about podcasting is that we can't reply or delete inaccurate – that's interesting – or hateful reviews. And thanks to a couple of people here, I found out I can dispute it. I did and had a reply within hours. I understand that haters are part of the process, 
but more uh but the more we let people get away with doing things that are wrong there's a fun word uh without even trying to do anything about it the more permission we give them to just about uh do whatever they want uh to let them just lie about whatever they want i feel it's not just important for yourself but your potential future listeners if you do get hateful incorrect things uh, removed about you because those reviews can and will affect at least some um, will affect at least some people deciding not to listen because you have a bad review. I don't know if somebody tells me that this show is good, I will go listen to it, and I don't care if there's 15 million uh, bad reviews there. That uh, I'm, my friend said it was good. I trust them. I don't. I don't trust any reviews. There was a thing on Amazon that um, Bandrew Scott was talking about, that a bunch of companies got kicked off because they were – what would happen is they would have you um, buy things on Amazon so you're a verified buyer. They would then give you a refund via PayPal so you got the product for free and then say, now write me a five-star review. So just the the thing that really, if if I were to to put on my old man hat, I'm I'm glad I'm on the back nine, kids, is because the one thing that's going away that we can't find anymore is the truth. We don't know what the truth is, and if you don't know what the truth is, well, I guess we're all screwed. And that's really about it. I, I'm really looking at this, going, man, like. It used to be like, here, look, we did this test, and they just – anyway, um, let me see. I read somewhere you can get reviews on Apple's removed. Uh, you probably – well, apparently that you can contest them. But the thing I thought was interesting is she said lie, um, you know, because people lie about – well, if I say, hey, that uh, I don't like your show because – I'll give you an example – I somehow ended up listening to Sylvester Stallone's daughter's podcast. Now, they're 23 to 28-ish. They had Sly on, and he came on and went, for about 45 minutes. Uh, The first five minutes were horrendous. And I mean, like, why is this here when, like, Sly's like, I don't know how to use the microphone. I was like, that could have been edited out, you know. And so I could say, I don't like that show because I like that episode because I like Sly and he's pretty entertaining. But the other ones, like there was one like What Our Perfect Guy Is. Now, I could say I don't like that show and they could very easily and they would be right. Say, hey, guess what, old middle-aged white guy? You're not my target audience. But if I say I don't like your show, I'm not lying. So that's the part I thought was interesting. And also she used the word wrong. And that's the other thing. Wrong is a – that's a judgment call. Now, there are some things we kind of all agree on that, like, I don't know, if you shoot that guy for no reason, that's kind of wrong. You know, I think we all agree on that one. But uh, other things like audio quality, that's subjective. You know, there are some people that think when your mic is 10 miles away from you and you sound like this, that that's perfectly fine. But uh, I tend to think that's wrong. Um you know, um, and Scott Johnson has a great point here. He says, look at any major podcaster. They all have hundreds or thousands of one-star reviews. Uh, think it affects their process or their income. No, it doesn't. I, I really, I get that there is a, 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 I don't know what the percentage is, but there are, there is a percentage of people that go to Apple and maybe they've typed in a subject. Maybe they're looking for 
uh, bodyboarding. Is that a sport? Sounds like it should be. Bodyboarding. And they type in bodyboarding, and there are four podcasts there. One has 100 reviews, one has six, one has 30, and one has 50. Well, the first thing I'm going to look at is not the reviews. You guessed it. I'm going to look at the artwork. You know, I'm going to look at how many episodes they are. And then I'm going to click on them and see, are they still producing? And then I'm going to click play. And if it starts off and it sounds like this, I'm not listening to that. So I click on the next one. And if they come across, they're like, welcome in a world where people are bodyboarding. Yeah, sure. Uh, that would be fine. But, uh, you know, Uncle Marv says podcasts should try to be like TV. If you don't like the show, change the channel. Yeah, that was my whole thing when they were picking on Dave Chappelle. I'm like, if you don't like him, you know, there's an easy way. I, I walked into a, to um, my my local Walmart here. We have a, one of those ginormous ones. It's got groceries, the whole nine yards. And they redid the whole thing. They're still doing it which I think this is illegal. I was in there um, two nights ago. They, there's no public restrooms. And I'm like, isn't that illegal? Like, But they removed at least 15 registers and put in self-checkouts. And I, I was like, oh, I hate that. I hate that because there are a lot of times I go to Walmart for groceries. Their groceries are ridiculously cheap. And I will have a big old thing. And I'm like, I don't want to check myself out. Not to mention the fact that part of the price of my uh, raisin brand is paying for somebody to, to ring me out. But on the other hand, so if I really don't like that, what should I do? I should vote with my wallet and go to Target or, I don't know, Giant Eagle or any of the other grocery stores around here. We should vote with our wallet. And we don't. We do. We vote with our wallet. We're like, well, that's cheap. I guess I'll go check myself out. So, yeah. So if you don't like something, don't watch it. And it will go away in theory is the way that works. So I thought that was uh, an interesting point, the fact that she's like it's wrong and, and she's going to fight them. And, you know, by all means, but I just – again, we kind of said this last week, if you got into podcasting or God bless you, if you got into YouTube, you're going to get negative reviews. And and what's, I still think odd, but it's just human nature. We could get 80 positive reviews and one negative one, and we can recite the negative one like it's scripture and, and, and completely ignore the, the 80 positive ones. So, and I thought this was an interesting one. I also wanted to read, this was from Patrick, and I, I almost think he's making a joke, but he said, Pat, he's, I says, I've been thinking of making a comedy podcast slash reformatting my current talk podcast to a more comedy oriented podcast. Now, call me crazy. If you're going to call it a comedy podcast, I tend to expect that when I hit play somewhere in the first five to 10 minutes, I should at least chuckle. Call me weird. It's a comedy podcast. And I realize there are a lot of comedians that classify their interview show as comedy, and yet none of them make me laugh. Um, Conan tries really hard to be weird with his his sidekicks that I just fast forward. But um, So he says, but I'm not sure if I need to make jokes. Well, I, I'm thinking if, if you want to make people laugh, I would – think, call me crazy, that you'd want to make some jokes or say something witty. Yeah, I'm thinking again, if the goal is to be a comedy show, saying funny things would be on the, I I think that's on, on the, uh, I think it's on the docket. I think that's on the buffet. I think you should do that. My question is, uh, there being 
if I make a pop, a comedy podcast, how can I be funny? And if you're asking, how can I be funny? Uh, and he says, serious answers, please only. So that one made me scratch my head. Cause if you're not sure if you're funny, I guess you could try it on a podcast and see if people go, Hey, you're really funny. Or you could read books. There are books on how to be funny. Uh, I read about half of one and was like, nah. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. It's like, hey, I want to make a a comedy podcast, and yet, um, you know, should I be funny in it? So uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, Stefan says, sometimes the downvotes are from people which have much time on their hands, nothing better to do, or in some cases, your competition. Yes, uh, that is true. Funny like Good Morning Vietnam. Well, that's true. But he was kind of telling jokes, you know. It's hot. It's hot like crotch pot cooking. I mean, that's kind of a joke. It's a funny thing. Uh, Gary says, you're either funny or you're not. Also, Scott Johnson mentioned Steve Martin's Masterclass, which actually was I, – I watched that because I'm a huge Steve Martin fan. And he did make some some good points in there. But it wasn't so much how to write a punchline or things like that. Um, so we have a question here from Felix. Can a show have multiple formats? I'm thinking of doing short 10 minute shows throughout the week and a single interview once a bi-week. Does it work? Um, it can. The, the key is, uh, yes, basically. Um, Jordan Harbinger, yeah, but his isn't the, isn't so much a difference. He does, um, he does long interviews and on Friday, it's still a long episode he answers questions but you can the bottom line is does it deliver value now when it's drastically different where somebody is 10 minutes one week and then the next show is 45 some people i do i have a playlist called short shows and they're all like five to ten minutes and i love those because it takes me seven minutes to walk around the block so i can go to my short show list listen to an episode walk around the block and be good so the problem is what happens then when your long interview comes out and I'm one way around the block and I'm like 25% through your episode, not the end of the world, but I know some people uh, like that. So, um, you know, ask your audience. Uh, some people will put it in uh, once or twice, you know, um, and, and give it a shot and see what's going on. Uh, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat room? Or I know, I know somebody who might have an opinion on it. Um, we'll bring this guy in, you know, him, you love him. Oh, you're, we're, we're not on the hot seat anymore. I forgot about that here. Let me get you off the hot seat, Jim. I don't want you to get burned. Um, um, but, uh, <laughs> yes. um, the question is, uh, can we, can you have, let me find the question. I just had it. Uh, dun, dun, dun. he was asking, here we go. Felix, can a show have multiple formats? I'm thinking of doing a short 10 minute show throughout the week and a single interview once uh, a week or bi-weekly. And I, I was just saying, well, some people have certain activities that they do with, you know, like I walk around the block, so I have short shows for that. I don't think it's the end of the world if you do it. I'm just thinking some people might go, hmm, you know, so. Yeah, if, I mean, I think if your audience will listen to it, then yes, right? I mean, Cigar, Cigar Authority does a two-hour show and then a 30-minute one that they, they alternate back and forth on. And I think they've debated about, does it get its own channel? In fact, they asked me and I thought, yeah, it should probably have its own channel. You know, that way you can subscribe if you like the two-hour show. 
you can subscribe to it. If you want the 30 minute show, you can subscribe to that. But at the end of the day, if your listeners download it and listen to it, is there a difference? Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I yeah. really, uh, Stefan in the chat room says, you know, if it fits the interest of your listeners, like you don't want to have like yeah. car things and then, okay, on Friday, we're going to talk cheese. It's like that, that may not work. Uh, there's a there's a podcast called One Nation Under Whiskey, and they do a two hour. Isn't it great? And that a great that's a great um, uh, title for it. They do a two hour and then a thirty minute as well. That thirty minute goes forty five right. most of the time. They try they they say a tight thirty minutes. They don't ever really do it. But again, that they mix them up and they're different. I mean, they're both about whiskey, but they're different kind of formats. They do it in the same feed. I listen to both. In fact, sometimes I choose based on what I'm doing, what I listen to. And I like that. Like, oh, no, I don't have time for the two-hour show. So I'll just listen to the shorter shows. So sometimes that gives me more choice without having to have another podcast feed, I guess. is Yeah, the other thing, you could try it and then look at the downloads and see if one is getting considerably more or or less. But uh Put out a survey. Put yeah. out a survey, right? That's you know? it. Uh, Jim, are you thirsty no. at all? I am. I am. And and actually, so we'll just fake okay. the pour because I already I already I put the coffee in. Yes. But. If you're looking for a short show about dogs, then you got to check out the Dog Podcast Network. If you need a long show about dogs, guess what? Dog Podcast Network. If your dog has cancer, guess what? Dog Podcast Network. It's all there. If you like podcasts about dogs, dogpodcastnetwork.com. We always thank our awesome supporters who donate $20 a month. And that is people like Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. Check him out at babymountainradio.com. Uh, Shane at the, uh, tourpreneur. If you operate a tour business or plan on starting one, that podcast tourpreneur.com is for you. Glenn, the geek Hebert over at horse radio network.com. If you have a horsey, uh, you got to check out horse radio network.com. The indie drop-in network. If you have a true crime, a comedy, or a scary story, which comes in really handy around this time of year in October, then check out the indie drop-in.com network. You can, uh, give Greg the, uh, the guy that's running that over there, a couple episodes, and he will put that in front of his audience. Ed Sullivan over at SonicCupcake.com. Uh, if you need an editor, Ed can definitely connect you and get you sounding great. Uh, Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards, which is dedicated to enhancing the visibility of the Latinx podcast around the world since 2017. Check them out at latinpodcastawards.com. Max Trescott at aviationnewstalk.com. So if you're a pilot or interested in aviation, check him out. And then uh, the KJST Media, it's an LGBTQ plus founded company focused on helping all levels of podcasters to grow their podcast, regardless of what you're looking for. Caden is there to help you. Check it out, kjstmedia.com. Greg over at debtshepherd.com, where he is teaching financial wellness. Check him out again, debtshepherd.com. Kim over at Toastmasters101.net. If you need to develop your voice, improve your content, or reduce your editing time, check it out, Toastmasters101.net. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, because I know you were going to do that last week, and you're like, oh, I should do that, uh, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, or you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store and do other things like one-time donations. You can buy my book and all sorts of other fun stuff. It's all there at askthepodcastcoach.com slash store.
So yes, I did uh, something new since you weren't here. We we some guy in Facebook asked me. He was like, "Hey, like I'm only getting like 14 downloads. Um, what's the deal?" I did. I did hear you talking about hate, uh, yeah. haters. You know, bad comments. I is we were as I was driving back from from mm-hmm. the meeting I had this morning, um, or breakfast, I should say. It was a breakfast meeting. Um, and I got this last week, I got a one word review <laughs> or not review, but it was a comment on, um, a YouTube. I go and check those every couple of days for our, our Gallup stuff. And it just said worthless. Wow. <laughs> just one word worthless. <laughs> now it's a video. <laughs> it's a video that gets pretty good love from the community. And, you know, some people are just looking to pick a fight. Some people are just angry. Some people have low self-esteem, whatever, like whatever it takes. But, you know, it's just like, well, okay, it was worthless to you. You had been saying, you know, truth is an interesting word mm-hmm. in this. When when people are saying, well, yeah, that's not true. Well, to that person, whoever it was, it was truth. It was worthless to them. So, okay, it's worthless to you. I'm sorry you wasted your time. But I do know there are others who are getting great value out of it because there's a bunch of other comments saying so. So I think sometimes to the to the the person who is was uh, piping in on this, sometimes you just have to have to have some thick skin and let the one let the one That's stars it. go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let them go. Let them go. And they're, listen, they're not as bad as you think they are for these people coming in and listening. You always feel like, oh, that's I'm going to have to close the doors. You know, they're not. You know, no. No, it, just let it ride. Let it ride. It'll be fine. You know, and we've now realized what Jim's superpower is. When you when you show up, what? the chat room starts asking questions. I was like, anybody got a question? Anybody? Really? Okay, well, let's look at this guy's website. Um, thoughts on having your podcast on YouTube with no video, just a screenshot of the show. Does that realistically expand subscribers? My thought on that is I'm not putting that on what I would call a real YouTube channel. I have one that I created a special YouTube channel just for what I will call fake video. Uh, and I get, I think my, my largest number of views on that was eight. And I think the most anybody watched was 60%. So, but to me, it's like, it's free. Doesn't cause, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't hurt. hurt. Why not? But I, I would not put those kind of videos, he said in quotation marks, in a, in a channel I was trying to grow. I would make it its own thing. So, uh, and then Stefan wants to know, what do we think about the new dynamic microphone M70 Pro X by Bayer Dynamic, to which I go, huh? How much is it? Is it a, I guess it's a dynamic. I don't know. I'm kind of, unless it's really cheap and really good, I'm pretty good with the Samson Q2U or the ATR2100. I'm like, I'm kind of like, unless there's something that made it really better than one of those two, those are the two that you got to jump off. And I usually recommend the Samson Q2U just because it's easier to get in Europe. So it's like media hosts. I used to make a podcast for every media host. And then all of a sudden there were 50 of them. And I went, well, that's not going to work anymore. So I'm kind of like, look, it's either Libsyn or, um, you know, Buzzsprout or Captivate or, you know, I've got all those, but in I did an episode on that. I'm like, Hey, the bottom line is it doesn't matter. I've never heard of buyer dynamic. How much is it, Jim? Does it say? Got good pictures of it. Yeah, two ninety nine. If I'm paying three hundred bucks, you, you've got to beat this one, the Electroroyce RE three twenty. 
perfect. And I've never heard of buyer dynamic. There's probably somebody going, what? You've never heard of buyer dynamic? You know, it's probably this great, maybe it's somebody who came down in price. Normally they make super duper expensive microphones. I don't know. If you like sending me one, I'll be happy to play with it. I did finally get a hold of somebody at Sure after they came. Shock, shock mount and pop filter huh? included. Well, see, I've heard that before when they go shock mount in, included with like uh, the Rode podcast mic. And I'm like, mm, you can you can make that thing pop pretty, pretty easy. At least they're giving you a, a shock mount, which is kind of cool. And again, to me, microphones, uh, Bandrew Scott on the podcastage YouTube channel just reviewed the Shure MVX. So it's, you know how they came out with the MV7, which was USB and XLR. Well, they got rid of the USB. So now you have like Shure SM7B, which is 400 bucks, I think. And now this one's like 250 And it's kind of like SM7B light. And so what Bandrew did, and he does this because it's like, hey, let's go back to, you know, the the MVX mic. Okay, now here's the Samson Q2U. Okay, let's go back to the MVX. Now here's an ATR2100. And just, he went back and forth. And he always goes back to the mic to kind of cleanse your palate, I guess, in a way. And uh, after about five or six microphones, I'm like, I don't hear any difference. I really, I mean, if one's a little more bassier, I can go into you know, audacity or audition or Hindenburg and make it bassier there. It's, it's really, I just, as I was watching, I'm like, do people not get that? It's not the tech. It's, it's the tech that makes you feel comfortable. If you find a microphone and you go, Ooh, I like the way I sound on this. That's the microphone for you. Cause other than that, it's, it's really for me, at least, I, I don't know that I listen to a podcast. The, the one that will kill me if you have like a, um, where you need a de-esser. Your S's kind of make me like blink because they're super shrill or something like that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, mm-hmm. or if it's just, you know, recorded in a fishbowl or just whatever, it's it's pretty hard to make bad sounding audio. People still find a way to do it. But for me, I, I just don't think it's, I don't want to say it's not important because it is, because then somebody will go buy a $10 microphone and go, what do you mean? You said it wasn't important. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Here's an here's an interesting screenshot. Let me let me reshare my screen again. Throw that up there. Look, um, so look at the the. Uh, there's four pictures here. Look at the 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 lady three in yeah. from the left. She is she's talking into it, pointed directly from the top. And then there's someone singing, right. or I'm assuming they're singing, and they're singing into it from the side. And so, you know, I, I typically like a microphone has a direction. Maybe this is, is omnidirectional and some of those other things, but it's just interesting. Uh, do I, I guess both? Not all microphones are built that way. So that may be one of these where it maybe it's okay from both directly on the side and directly on the top. Generally no. not, but I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not an, a, an engineer either. I'm not a sound engineer. So maybe that's okay. Maybe it's built to go that way. It just was one of those. Like, yeah, I've just hmm, I've just never heard of buyer dynamic. So maybe I'll go ask Andrew. If you go to podcastage.com, he's probably already reviewed it. That guy has probably he probably really, has. really just that's all he does. You know. But it 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 probably lives in that same space. Thanks for doing that. Um same probably lives in that same space as the Heil right. and the RE and that right in that in that three hundred to six hundred dollar range. 
I bet the average person's going to have a hard time telling yeah. the difference if you just stayed in that range. The now, you know, Chris Curran, some of those guys, they're going to be able to tell the difference, right. right? You know, I think, you know, Chris could probably tell the difference between uh, three or four megahertz in or whatever that is yeah. in the you know in the sound spectrum, you know. But uh, I think for a lot of people, it just kind of depend. What do you want? Do you think there's any for for video podcasts like this? Do you think there's any lift for the look? Yeah, like you know, you got I've got this, you've got that. Yours is bigger well, than mine. Is that's that kind of <laughs> what this new Shure MVX microphone. Everybody's like, hey, it like Bandrew said, it's it's a good mic. He goes, but literally, you could get a Shure SM58 and it would sound just as good. He goes, but this one looks better because it's got that Joe Rogan kind of mic. So you could have it, you know, way down here and point it at your chin and it would probably still sound okay. It's just not 400 bucks. It's 250, probably something like that. So Dave, what's your top end for a mic? Do you think uh, for you say you're, yeah, just where, where do you think you draw the line and say, mm, you're now not getting any more for the price? Mm-hmm. What do you well, think? That's a great question. Um, I would say probably somewhere between two and 300 bucks. Like when you go from like 50 to a hundred, you go, Ooh, wow. That sounds different. When you go to a hundred to 200, eh, a little, but when you go above 200, like when I listen to a mic that's 200 bucks and one that's 300, I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? Okay. This one's got a little more bass to it. Three. The, so you have yeah. the 320, you have the RE 320. Uh, the RE 20 is, couple hundred bucks. It's, I think more. it's a hundred bucks more. And I've almost bought, I've almost bought it more. and I've almost bought the Shure SM7B. And that's where I kind of go. Um, and would you buy, so if you're making a choice between a 20 and a 320 and you have the I money, go with the 20. do you, if I, if I had the microphone, if I had the money, yeah. But the reason I have this one is because it's a hundred dollars cheaper. And, but it's, it is, it's almost for video again, if you're doing a show about radio and you show up with an RE320, anybody in radio is going to go, oh, that guy's serious because that's in every radio station. Where it's So it's a very, very niche kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, I've listened to a SM7B every time I go to a show and I put headphones on and I talk. And of course, they've probably got it all juiced up so it sounds great or whatever. But I always go, mm, I need to walk away here because I feel my wallet catching on fire. But But I don't think... If I got it side by side, I'm pretty sure I could take this microphone and make it sound like an SM7B. I'd just turn up the bass and, you know, I think an EQ, you know, it's, it's, I think the, maybe the better stat that we should be looking at is, uh, rear rejection, you know, and, and, you know, how, how, uh, the pattern is, how, how tight it is to picking up things just in front of you, you know, and, um, Ray was talking about it last night on the podcasters roundtable, the MVX, and they have they called it something like voice isolation, something like that. And he goes, "It's the polar pattern." He goes, "But it sounds like to to non geeky people, it's like ooh, voice isolation uh, built into it. It's like it's a dynamic microphone. That's what voice isolation means." So, um, you know, um, Kyle says you don't need anything above four hundred dollars for voice only podcasting if you're a musician or doing folly work, then the more expensive ones, yeah. And that's when you get into, you know, um, the other one, condenser microphones, because they're going to they're gonna pick up a little more lows, they're going to pick up a little more highs. So, 
you know, Tom says I bought a uh, RE20 for 400 bucks. Yeah, I think this is three. The RE20 is four, and I'm not sure what a SM7B is going for. I want to say close to five. It's a lot, you know. And then I always think it's funny because you buy an SM7B, and you got to go buy a Fethead or a Cloud Lifter to use it because it's so gain hungry. So that's yeah, another hundred. So bucks. I was like, yeah, and that's where. I always ask people when they go, should I get a different mic? I'm like, are people complaining about your audio? No. Well, then do you like the mic? Yes. No, you don't need a, don't need a new mic. I think about it all yeah. the time. You know, I have uh, the ATR 2100. I've got a um, Q2U that sits in the bowl behind me. And I kind of think yeah, I've been doing this a long time. I should probably have one of those fancy ones like you guys do. <laughs> And, and then I think, yeah. no, why? Like, I guess if I was, if this one broke and the Q2U broke, I guess I would be, you know, like, okay, if I'm buying it, maybe I do upgrade to the three or $400 as opposed to the, you know, the $100. But what, if it's not broke, right? Why fix it? Yeah, I thing. know I've been looking at, and I always think it's kind of funny when people are like, well, you know, like the RE320 is a big microphone. I've got it taking up half the screen, you know, and I could do things to kind of get it out of the shot. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm a podcaster. Like, should my audience expect to see me in front of a microphone? You know what I mean? It's like, um, that's right, that's the right. part. I know uh, I've looked at the Rode um, Go microphones, the little wireless ones they have, and they seem to sound really good. And I've been watching a lot of videos on those, and they have now. They're really cool where you can have them record on the receiver, all sorts of cool stuff. And yeah. Wireless yeah, Go 2, I yeah, think. Yeah, and they now have about. accessories. In fact, let me throw a link to these um, where you can – it's a stick. It's basically just a stick because I have, I have the Rode Reporter microphone that is really just what I call the Bob Barker. I mean, it's really long, right? So I can I can do this and you know, you know, basically point it at people, and it's this without a microphone on the top, and you just snap the Go wireless into it, put a windscreen on it, and you've got the Bob Barker mic. And I was like, so they're that they're kind of creating their own little ecosystem around the the Rode Wireless Go. And I was like, it's one of those where you're like, okay, I need to quit watching this video because my wallet's getting hot. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have that gear acquisition syndrome like others do. I don't. That's not it. it like I, I. I think about buying. So it took me. You know, I, I bought this Motu after yeah. being out in Boston. See, that's it. Ed you hang out with Ed, it. you spend money. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's dangerous. It is dangerous uh, to be with Ed. But it took me a while to make that. Like it really took me a while. I make the decision fast and then I pull back just as quick. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, no, I'm not really gonna, <laughs> you know? And so it's, it's, I, I don't struggle with it as much. It's one of those kinds of things. Then I end up going kind of cheap and I always regret it. I always like, ah, oh, why did I buy the cheapest thing? I should have, I should have spent a little bit more. So I just don't I'm struggle trying to it. get into that mindset because I really like the lights I have now. It's the third set I bought. And it's, I wanted to buy these when I bought my first set and then I bought those and those were okay. And they looked better than, you know, the built-in lighting I had in my house. So I bought those and then I bound, bought a second set that looked a lot like these, but they weren't as expensive. And in the end I got these and was, and again, those weren't bad either. Um, I just liked the, the way I have the control over these. So I'm kind of trying to realize that 
maybe sometimes I just save my money, my pennies, and buy the thing I want and go that route. So uh, we're. But have you ever bought something real quick? You ever bought something that you were you you just question, and then you get it, and you're like. Oh, that's, this was a great decision. <laughs> like, you know, that every once in a while you have that too, or, or somebody gives you something and you're kind of thinking, oh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, this is the best thing since sliced bread and peanut butter. So that's, I always get caught in that too. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm going to miss out. Like this could be really good. Yeah. My, uh, my snowblower, I remember I bought it and those things aren't cheap. And you're like, ah, and then the first big snow and you pull that cord and you're like, okay, yeah, this was, I'm so glad. I, this, this was is, a good. This yeah, was no a buyer's good remorse on this one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You usually get what you pay for, though, right? I mean, that's. I think most of the time you usually yeah. get what you pay. Yeah, for. I saw somebody. I'm in a um, an anchor group, you know, for anchor users, and they were kind of, and it, it's very hard because I usually just go in there to listen and watch. And they were kind of saying how, well, this doesn't do this and it doesn't do And I was like, oh, I must stop myself from typing. You get what you pay for. Um, so um, Kyle is talking about Zoom stuff. Uh, he says, I have an H1, an H2, an H4, and an H6. The H6 is now my go-to recorder. No mixture required anymore. Um, sorry, Mackie. Yeah, that's – we all, I think, have done that. I'm When I first started off, I, I had a, uh, a Shure SM58. And then I bought two microphones. I bought one microphone because it was a, a, quote, vocal mic, which was an MXL something something. And I bought it from a guy at, you know, Guitar Center. And then I heard, um, oh, I forget his name, Scott something. He invented the word pod fading. I remember that. But anyway, he had the total DJ voice and did voiceover. And I'm like, what mic do you have? And it was, uh, I forget the even type, but it's still in my closet, you know, because I wanted to sound like him. And then I was like... And then I went back to my Shure SM58 because that was a condenser microphone. And at that point, I was next to a water heater. And that just, you know, um, yeah. Oh, Dan- Daniel got kicked out of the anchor. <laughs> nice. You know, what Daniel. Do you to, what do you have to say to get kicked out of a, a, a out of a group? maker. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, well, speaking of that, I do have a card here that says Anchor Sucks. So I'm going to read this. Um, Paul. Someone creates a show, the same name as yours, steals an episode from you, the the literal recording, then calls that episode their own by slipping it into their show's feed. They also throw an ad on the episode to gain income. They repeat this process for other shows, and soon they have multiple sources of income from your content. This happened to me. I can't prove they have um, – multiple shows, but it seems like that would be the path they'd take. Uh, they created a show with the same name as mine, stole my content and put it in their episode. They didn't inter- introduce my content or anything. They just made it their own. They threw an anchor ad at the beginning. I imagine they have created multiple shows all with anchor ads in order to gain the system. The good news is anchor doesn't list them anymore. So that is kind of good. However, they still seem to have the RSS as active from what I can tell. I've contacted both Anchor and Apple to have it removed. And what's going to be really scary about this is Spotify is rolling out their ad marketplace for the top Anchor users. And that's when I was like, define that, please. And uh, But if, if it's going to be easier to get ads on – because right now the only ad on Anchor is for Anchor. Um, Hot Pot actually wrote an article about that, and part of it is – 
if you don't know who you're advertising on, advertisers aren't real crazy about just, oh, just put my, please associate my product with anybody. It doesn't matter, right? So um, that that's going to be interesting to see. What do you need to have, Dave? Like, okay, I, I get they stole your show, but you're not Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, wouldn't that only really work is if your show is getting tens of thousands or twenties of thousands to, to make it even worth it. Like, you know, home gadget geeks does, let's just say it does 600 to a thousand. Right. And I could, like, I'm going to make so little off of that. It, it, I make a little bit off of it. What if somebody was trying to put it in a different feed for people who didn't know me? Like, I guess I'm questioning how successful could that actually be one. And, Two, I think if you're doing your show right and you're loading it full of of you of of, con, of contacts back to you, yeah, you're not getting the ad revenue for it. But man, if someone else is doing the legwork to get the advertising on the front of it, and you're doing your job right in the podcast to get recognition, like I I listen, I would gladly I'd I'd let them have the ad revenue if they're going to promote <laughs> my podcast, right? Right? I mean, like get get over yourself in that, in that case and kind of go, you're not Joe Rogan. You're not losing millions of dollars on this thing. You're losing fives of dollars, maybe less. I don't know. No, Am I'm with I you wrong? on that. Cause if you think about for that to work, the idea is I'm going to, let's say I'm going to, uh, lore Aaron Lanky, right? Really popular show. I'm going to take his RSS feed. I'm going to import it into Anchor. I'm going to – well, of course, Anchor will – if you want them, they'll submit it automatically for you to Apple. And now I read my Anchor ad at the beginning of it. So when people go, oh, my friend told me I should look for the Lore podcast, and they find yours instead of the real one. But, like, I don't know that everybody's saying, oh, you need to go listen to Ask the Podcast Coach. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, great. You stole my show. But so it's going to work with the top, top shows, but yeah. 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 Again, if I, if I had a show, I mean, and I just don't think, I I don't know this guy that was saying this, if he's got a top show or not, of course, if you have a top show, then don't you pay somebody to do it, to to do something about it. I, it just, I've heard this from folks before where they're just like, well, they stole my show. And it's like, well, how many listeners do you actually have? And maybe it's a benefit to you. Like, if they're doing everything they can to promote your feed so that they get the ad revenue, they may be doing more promotion for you than you're doing for yourself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well and Kyle says if they steal your show name, go trademark it, file the paperwork, create a paper trail, and you know that'll take a day. You know, I don't think. Yeah. It would... I guess I just don't put enough money in this to even care about well, it. Well, and maybe, I, maybe I don't think it would be hard to go. Hey, do you hear that voice on that show? Uh, that's mine. Like you know. And take it down, would you? So, yeah, I I just don't think people, I don't think people listen to podcasts that way. They listen to them because of the people who are on them, and they connect with those people. Not they don't connect with the RSS feed. Who cares where it is? Yeah, you know who 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 cares? I don't know. Is the last time I checked, Anchor was paying a penny a download. It was ten dollars for for a thousand downloads, so a penny. So I'm like, you, yeah. How much? Yeah. How much could it be? And <laughs> like they're making seven dollars a year yeah. off so of I'm your. I'm not feed. saying it's correct, yeah. and it's, but it's, it's not legal. No, but I, it is I, one of those I, where it's like, but that's where they have, um, 
it, the the new spec that Adam Curry's working on, where they have a locked tag where you can basically almost like a domain name where if somebody tries to import your feed into anchor right. and you have the lock tag on in theory, if anchor is recognizing that in theory, they shouldn't then import the feed. So there's a lot of shoulds and maybe and kind of, but we'll see. But I, I encourage everyone listening to ask the podcast coach, take <laughs> steel home gadget geek. Make a you can make as many feeds out of it, add all the advertising that you want to it, and uh, and if you promote home, because I, I I promote so much stuff internally to, uh, of things that we do in the community and those kinds of things, and I say the average guy TV studios and stuff. So, anyways, if you want to take home gadget geeks, it's all yours. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of home gadget geeks, what is coming up on home gadget geeks? What do we do this week? Oh, so one of our, we've I've been doing a series where we have our Patreon supporters coming on, and nice. so um, so I had a I had a guest on talked a little bit about his he made a bike trip from Denver to uh, Minneapolis. No, it's probably not Milwaukee. There we go. It's that one, and um, and so we talked about the tech and the gear that he used uh, on this month long bike trip across bicycle. Wow. He rode half, halfway or a third away across the United States. So that's go live a little bit later. My here. butt hurts just thinking about that. It's like holy cow! That's a lot of riding. Yeah, soft, soft, soft seats. We also talked about these e-bikes nice. that are real popular right now, right? So if you're if you're into that, uh, it's out there right now. Well, there you go. Yeah, and on the school of podcasting, I'll be talking about something about podcasting of which I haven't figured out yet. It's in my Evernote, and I'll flip a coin and, and do one of those. Yeah, yeah to be determined. excellent. So, want to say thanks to the chat room for. Uh, coming out we're here every saturday ask the podcastcoach.com slash live thanks to mark over at podcastbranding.co uh dan over at based on a true story podcast.com and james at the dog podcast network.com so uh stick around we do have some post show and jim is going to do a big reveal in the show in the uh, post show so uh that does not have anything to do with clothing by the way just in case you're wondering but uh stick around it's coming right up <laughs> 